Thank you for rocking with the Good Life Podcast, The Kickback. It's your boy, Good Life underscore Russ. Thank you for tuning in every week. Make sure you hit that subscribe button for us. You can find us on Facebook at Good Life Podcast, The Kickback. You can find us on Instagram at Good Kickback. Your life is on the line. Mm -hmm. There's so many things that people are able to do that we're not able to consciously say on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Mm -hmm. hey, I can do this. But we don't know because it's not, we're not forced into a situation backed into a wall where we're, where we have to expose that ability. Yeah. And I think that is, that was deliberately our faults. I think people created a safe, comfortable, convenient world and they didn't have to tap into these superpowers anymore because the world had a fucking bubble wrap around it and everybody was nice and you couldn't curse and you couldn't smoke weed. You know what I mean? It had to be this no offend, no offend anybody type world. But if we think about the beginning of the world, they were building the world. They had to shape and create what things look like. They had to map out where lands and things were going to go. You had to know which berries not to eat, which plants not to touch. You know what I mean? You had to know how to conceive and even raise a child and start to raise a village. So they had to be at a certain height and level. And I feel like it started to separate people, the knowing versus the not knowing. And too many people got uncomfortable with the knowing because you have to be on your shit. Like when you smart, it's things do not get easier for you because there's more things you you have to know. You can't move a certain way. You can't move like you don't know because you know the, the consequences to these actions. So you can't act like you don't know anymore. You dig? And I think too many people didn't like living under those expectations, even if we just look how history goes. It's only a a small number of people that try to break out of their generation and the generational expectations of their generation and not be beefing with their parents and grandparents generation. Like it takes them their whole life trying to break out of that vicious cycle because it's easy. It's easy to be programmed. It's hard to go against the programming. It's hard to be in the programming and break out of the programming. You dig? So we have now a group of people where we can connect with each other. Back then, I mean, the hackers and the black market people, you met under circumstances. Now we got the Internet. So now we can really see each other and communicate with each other directly. We don't have to talk to people who don't know. You feel me? And that's what's been changing the world. So now you got all these people who don't know who want to fit in. They want to follow your routine. They want to try to dress like you and talk like you, act like you. But for somebody who's been practicing meditation and fasting and spirituality for 10 years, even they're going to be different for somebody from 10 days. Y'all are on two different journeys and two different levels. So a lot of these new people, I feel like they're going to try to buy into a happier life, get discouraged, and then just go back to what the fuck they was already doing. People well, first, I got two points. First, people don't underestimate the ability of fasting because when you're fasting, you're not, um, like cleansing your body, your your body is purifying of the toxins. Right. So detoxifying. Your, your body is detoxifying. So that mm-hmm. is key when people, you know, if you take four, at least twenty four hours, mm-hmm. alkaline water, spring water, only. No solid foods. No solid foods. Only yeah. only water, and twenty four hours later, you'll understand. Like when your body is at that point of, or we're at the edge of. What we physically have, we have to, we have to use and consume and get rid of everything that we don't need genuinely. Yeah. So those, what is it, hundred and two essential minerals that our body has? Yeah. It keeps those. Everything else, get up out of there. Yeah. All the processed sugar, all the all the animal meat, everything yep. is out of there. Second, when you was mentioning um, about, you know, the world's bubble wrap and everyone's yeah. soft and offensive, you know. For our very existence in this elevated or evolved mind state to be able to communicate with each other and have technology on a mass, what separates humans from every other animal, right. that that very level of existence causes to be offended. Because now we have evolved to where instead of us all being chimpanzees who all act the same and we all are on the same village because... We all do the same thing. We all want right. the same. We have now evolved to a species that can identify we want different stuff. Yeah. Different wants. So that very existence <clears throat> challenges for offense. That risk. 100%. No matter what. 100%. Because even cavemen, it's like, 
you go out, oh, he has a bigger rock than me. Yeah. Why does he have a bigger rock? I want that rock. Or I want a different style of rock because I want this woman or whatever. Yeah. So this, even back then, that very risk of offense was just because of our evolved nature. Yeah. And it's mindset. You dig what I'm saying? At the end of the day. And and to harp on your point and to add on your point, this this is why I love medieval times. One of my favorite eras ever is the Renaissance. You know what I mean? The Renaissance usually comes after everything's fucked up and then people come back and just want to make art and create and put things in the world that's positive and things in the world that's encouraging and hopeful. So back in the medieval days, the Renaissance, I love things so much because things were universally fair. See, that's what the internet and all this protection has taken away. Back in the day, people were getting offended as well. You dig what I'm saying? But back in the day, I could take my sword to your house and kill you if I wanted to, if I really got offended enough. If you got offended enough. And that's why I think is also a big key. Like, people don't understand, like, today, like, we have laws and common laws that protect people. Yeah. So it's like, you can say whatever you want because you can't do anything. Yeah. But... And before it was like, I'll say whatever I want. Oh, shit. You actually are about to do something. I now have to defend what I said. Because exactly. you can talk shit. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with talking shit. UFC fighters do it all the time. Yeah. However, they also fight. Yeah. They fight, and then they fight it out, and they duke it out. Whoever wins at the end wins, and that's the champion. Right. And he's the one who gets to continue talking shit because he won. However. You earned that right. You earned that right. Now common citizens we have not earned that right and people and here's where it here's where it fucks people up people use status to determine that right of being able to talk shit Mm -hmm. i i make half a million a year (laughs) fuck you and your little prius i got a tesla Mm -hmm. i will still whoop your ass like and so that line and then you know people say oh violence is an answer and it's not yeah however words aren't aren't the answer either yeah. Your verbal statements aren't the answer or aren't finite aren't finite proof either. A hundred percent. And hiding behind these laws. So that's even with I, I see the duality of everything. I see the good and bad. I see the both sides. Even when it comes down to certain type of martial artists having their hands registered and now it's more harsher when they react. The irony in that is most combat sports teach self defense. They teach counter fighting. They don't teach aggression. aggression. That's literally the opposite of what they're teaching. They're teaching like, okay, I'm going to teach you how to use your fist, but to to be disciplined with them, not to, you feel me, just use them however you see fit. So now again, who are these laws to protect? They're going to protect the people who can't fight, but they want to talk shit. You want to have it both ways. That's the world we live in. I, I, I literally just said this on Facebook. I say it all the time. Like, People love being audacious, but they hate the blowback that comes with being like that. You yeah, dig what I'm saying? Like, I love when I hear people say they, they, they talk shit all the time, but then they're like, yeah, I hate confrontation. I hate arguing. It, well, you better get to love it because right, the level of like, shit you talking, niggas, is going to like, be confrontational you, like, with you. you. <laughs> like, if you talk that shit, someone, at some point in time, like they say, someone's going someone's gonna to knock your ass out. Someone's gonna challenge you, or some, yeah, or someone's gonna just challenge you. Someone doesn't even have to actually like physically hit you. It'll be, it'll be simple as like, um, for example, I might, you might not have, you may have seen it. There's like this little kid. He's probably like 15 or 16. He's on a podcast with these other like models, mm-hmm. and they were talking about something. And he said, "Oh, I didn't know you were gonna have me on this uh, podcast with these illiterate girls." Talking shit. And yeah. then the girls were like, I used to call it Salute. And he goes, Name 10 books. And the girl was like, uh, Game of Thrones. And he was like, No, the books. He was like, That's the series. Yeah. He's like, Name the books, the names of the, the title, books. The title, yeah. And she was like, um, I don't know off the top of my head. And he was <laughs> like, And then like she struggled to name the books, essentially. And he was like, See, they can't even name three, five books. And now I'm supposed to be on a podcast talking with them. And I'm like, well, see, now they've made an ass of themselves simply because, like. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to be included. You're, you're trying to be in rooms you don't belong in. And that's what this self-identity crisis is causing. A lot of people seek validation from outside sources. And I can, I, how I feel is I can only validate myself. You know what I mean? 
money's never been important to me. So like people like Drake and Diddy can't validate me because anything you think you can do, I have whole other areas of my life that I tap into that. Let's compare ourselves in that area. You dig If We're going to compare. Let's compare across the board. But if you try to take one part of someone's life and compare it to one part of my life, you're planning for me to fail. You're taking me into an impossible situation. You're expecting me to be perfect, you dig? Which we know we live in an imperfect world. So even those kind of conversations, that's the point of why I became enlightened because I plan on being in different rooms and creating and doing different things. I need to know different languages people are speaking. I need to know different slang and how they're talking. I need to learn how to read and feel energy. Because a lot of times that will keep us out of the shit we get into socially. Because a lot of people are just socially awkward. They don't know how to read this many energies real time right now and make a decision about what they're seeing. A lot of people just close their eyes and pick or react. <laughs> you feel me? And cross their fingers and hope it work out. You didn't really have a plan of success here. So you're planning to fail. 100%. So for me, I have to learn to be in those rooms. And then my truth is accepting like there's times of the year I don't want to be in those rooms and I'm not going to be in those rooms. So there's nothing that can force me to. There's nothing that enticing that's going to trick me into being in there. I don't want to be in there. You dig? So now we start to see how our programming is working against us. And it's it comes down to fact versus truth. See, people don't understand the difference between the two. And a lot of people live in a fact based life which is very conclusive it doesn't it can't branch out it has a lot of dead ends and a lot of those dead ends are illusions because this whole thing is an illusion because what they're trying to push off of you fact there's only very few facts we're born we die (laughs) you dig what i'm saying there's very few things that are fact and then everything else is truth which two things can be true. Me and you can be living in the truth at the same time. So now that's what a lot of people can't handle because they live in facts. So if their fact is, well, I never love a nigga under six foot, he can't da 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 da. You dig what I'm saying? That won't live in the truth to where you find every nigga under six foot, you're going to have this same fact attached to him. But the truth is, he can be whoever the fuck he want to be. And you can still have your belief, and and, and neither one of you are wrong. You dig what I'm saying? But I think the universe puts those people together to teach both of y'all a lesson, to show you you two a different walk of life. It's where we got stuck in this whole opposites attract shit. It's all these little things that was said to us that we lived by, and people don't realize they're living by until it's too late. You dig what I'm saying? And back in the day, they had to live with truth. Like, yes, I can say what I want to say, but this nigga could come to my house and kill me. (laughs) Nowadays, there's laws against that. So people even think like, oh, well, there's a law. So he ain't going to do nothing until you on the news because he still came to your house and killed you. Right, because it's like, (laughs) that's what I'm trying to tell people. I'll be trying to tell people like, yeah, there's laws, but like, I don't mean shit to some people. I'll be like, some people don't actually care. Yeah. And that's the truth. But if you live in that fact of everything the news says, you're crippled by that. So I challenge people to adopt a new philosophy. Start to believe that gravity doesn't exist and go jump off a building and let me fucking know how that works out. Life has nothing to do with feeling, you dig? This shit is practical. This shit is logic. It's not just what you see, but it's what you can see and understand and then replicate, you dig? Your response is the reason you exist. Hey, you're a wild for that one. <laughs> you said, I challenge you to say, don't, gravity doesn't exist, then jump off the building and let me know. You're wild for that one. I but to me, that's how we get to greatness. Like, boundaries have to be pushed. You have to challenge yourself. If you think you're being great or good and you're not being challenged, you're just being comfortable at the end of the day. Because every great person got there through adversity and it's through learning to be comfortable in the adversity. Not let that shit take you off your game, start lashing out on people, start talking shit to yourself. Like, oh, you're no good. All of these things, you dig? Because our mind, our subconscious is practical. It doesn't understand jokes. It just keeps hearing you say you're fat, you're ugly, you're stupid, blase, skip. So now the manifesting to heal those things is I don't even speak like that. I researched and learned new vernacular to I can say what I still am trying to say, but in a different way, in a positive way, in a way that now builds me up. When I'm not feeling so well, you dig, I speak, I'm getting better. I speak, oh, I can feel myself, you know, healing already. Things like that. I'm saying the same thing because clearly I'm implying I was sick, but I'm not actually saying that. So now my mind don't know what the fuck to do (laughs) because I'm turning the tables now because my mind has played so many tricks on me in my life. Like, I'll play some tricks on you, nigga. (laughs) See how you like that shit. (laughs) And that's that internal battle we have. And most people are losing that battle. So they just project that onto everyone else. That's why I tell people, you don't have a relationship with anybody. All your relationships is a result of your relationship with yourself. It's just a reflection of that. 
how you treat people, how you talk to them when you're there for them. That's how much you feel is your value, you dig? So what gets me where I am is my the price is always going up. My value is always raising. I never get comfortable at any level or plateau. I never get comfortable with what I know. I'm always seeking more knowledge. And the way I can do that is because in the present, I'm humble enough to realize I don't know shit. I'm, none of us is as smart as we think we are. A lot of us are full of shit. Majority of the times, we've just listened to our bullshit so much. We think we know what the fuck we're doing and talking about. But the way our life is set up, it will show we don't know shit. <laughs> and once we accept that is when we get smart is when you seek the knowledge. But if you don't ever see a problem, why would you look for a solution? You dig? If you think you know everything, why would you try to learn anything? So that fact is what we're stuck in. And living in truth, it's going bust, to bust the world wide open. It's going to bust niggas' minds open. But then shit gets harder from that point. This is why a lot of people run back to what's safe. It's because they know up ahead it's just going to be hard, as hard as what the fuck you're going through now. You dig? Because life doesn't get easier. We get better. So right. when you were saying off air, like as far as you working on yourself, I feel like that's a constant process. How was that process with you as far as in a relationship when you have someone else now on a separate journey and y'all are trying to find your dig middle ground? Um, you know, personally, <clears throat> now that I'm not in a relationship uh -huh. and I'm able to look hindsight of, you know, past relationships and look. And vision of what I what I do foresee myself being able to do. Okay. Um, is not only be able to, because you know you're talking about a relationship, a romantic relationship with my partner. So I envision being able to not only set goals for myself, but set goals that align with that help my partner. So okay. whether so if my partner wants to is in culinary school and she has to do certain amount of projects or whatever, or she has to practice or whatever. Mm -hmm. One of my goals can be extra income so I can buy groceries so she can practice at home. Something like that. That way it benefits her, but it benefits us at the same time because we're mm -hmm. eating. So something that is a goal for me because it's it's showing that I can provide more for the relationship for it, it as we're building. And it's helping my shorty. Like, she wants to be a culinary. I can help her practice providing groceries for her at the crib so I can be there and help her doom, doom, doom in the mm -hmm. kitchen while she's not in the, in the, in the kitchen practicing. That teamwork. Teamwork. So, just, and then also, I have came to the conclusion that I do want to have in my next relationship a weekly meeting. Okay. Just, like, to sit down and talk about how we are feeling about everything, what what things we feel like are going good, anything we want to change every week, maybe every other week, depending on yeah. how that how that how things are going. Um but I, like I think that. having like an actual sit down like outside the relationship, person to person, adult conversation, like serious. How are you doing? Like, let's sit down and talk. Hey, what's going on? Anything going on you wanna mm -hmm. address? How you been feeling? Which to Be, me is and just, if, if anything, and, or just get just to give appreciation, mm, you know, yeah. I appreciate you for doing this this weekend. You went and got groceries. You picked me up from work. Mm -hmm. Went and dropped me off. You hang, you went to hang out with my mom and dad. I appreciate you. Or I want to invite you to come to my to into my world and do this hobby with my with me. I want to take you on this date, planning date. So, um, just to take that hour to two hours. Um, a week, every week, just to plan things out for the relationship. I love that because you're being proactive. I think that's what a healthy relationship breeds. And you know there's going to be challenges. So it's like, okay, let's challenge each other. Absolutely. Let's deal with that head on and then live our life, you know? Because if she has your weekly meeting every Saturday or every Sunday and something happens on Thursday and you don't mention it, then the weekly meeting comes up and it's like you have that opportunity mm. to address it. If you didn't, and now it's like, if you don't, or if you do, we can talk about it. Hey, Thursday, this happened. Mm -hmm. It made me feel like this. I didn't mention it because we were doing good that week, and I didn't, and I felt like we, I should have waited till this was an appropriate time. Mm -hmm. We can talk it out. And that's and, and the beauty of that dynamic is that is the challenge. The challenge is to communicate with your partner. And this is why I tell people, give your partner grace. If we have the weekly meetings in three weeks, it went by and we haven't discussed what happened on Thursday. Still give your partner grace. You did because they're human Absolutely. and we're never going to be perfect. We're never going to stick completely to a plan. The plan is just to keep us on track when we get lost.
Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, Dude, I love that dynamic. I think that's something that parents should start with each other, and then you learn to adopt that into the family dynamic as oh, well. Oh, absolutely. Especially, like, growing up, um, um, for for a while, my family, we did family meetings. Because, you know, it was, it was six of us. So, mm-hmm. I have, well, no, it was, I have my four siblings, so five. It was seven of us. Nice. So it was seven of us. So it was like, you know, sitting down once a, once a month, once a week, just asking everybody how you're doing. It's like a positive thing, you mm-hmm. know, especially because, you know, you got five kids in the house. You don't want anybody to feel forgotten. Exactly. You got a mom that's in the house cooking. You don't want her to feel forgotten. You got a father that's providing. You don't want him to feel forgotten. So um, this, but this structure provides a healthy household and that instills into the children. So when they leave. The relationships, even with their friends. Hey, you want to meet up? I haven't talked to you in, a, in about a month. We can meet out just to dr- get drinks, catch up. How you been doing, bro? Right. You need anything? I know your mom's been, you know, traveling. Is she she's still safe? Mm-hmm. How's work been going with you, bro? You looking for a different career? How's your career going? Things like that. Um. So really all aspects. And then being able to communicate, like, when you're not ready to communicate. Yeah, um, a lot of growth for that. Um, as men, we I know we get to the point where we get too upset, and we shut down. Yeah, and it's okay, and not to say that it's anything wrong with that, but we have to be able to communicate. Look, right now, I'm not I'm not in a mind state to be able to have a conversation about what's going on. Yeah, I do need time. I yeah. still I still care about you. I still want this relationship to work, but right now I just need my space. Yeah. I just and, need my time. And I think as men as well, there's there's an opportunity for growth there to grow in that situation as well cuz I I I feel you. I hear you 100% and I was at that point at one point in my life and I had to realize like I am punishing the person in front of me for everything that's happening prior to me. And I get a lot of men can relate to you always don't feel heard or seen or reciprocated. And sometimes we make the people in front of us pay for that. You dig? So our opportunity for growth is realizing, you know, there's hella times with me where I'm like, we'll talk about this later. Or it never comes up to have a talk because I've already processed it and let it go. You dig what I'm saying? But when we are in that moment and it is that tough conversation, that is showing the other person that you love and appreciate them by communicating, by telling them how you feel. And that seems like the hardest thing to do in the world. Yeah. But usually afterwards, there's just this relief. Like, okay, I'm glad we could discuss that. Nah, most definitely. Um, disgusting things, um, especially like... It's, it's a difficult thing sometimes. So um, being able to like... I think a lot of people just... This is what I tell people to understand. We are adults. The words themselves will hurt. However, we will all heal from it. Um, so I would definitely encourage everyone to appreciate um, and give gratitude for their partners or any relationship, their friendship, you know, family members, honesty mm-hmm. um, and vulnerability. Um those two things are, I guess, are I feel like underrated when someone approaches yeah, you, yeah. Um, because it's quick to be angry and upset because those emotions, um, they use so much energy, so yeah. it's easier to just build it up fast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's um, easy to build it up and hold on to it, um, which is crazy because the negative the negative emotions drain you faster. They're mm-hmm. easier to conjure. Mm-hmm. And they they hold they are last longer lasting in your brain, so perfect trifecta, um, which is why I think like it's vital to, you know, acknowledge. Yes, I may be upset. This may made me, mm-hmm. may me may hurt me, but to acknowledge, you know, they came to me. Mm-hmm. They were able to be vulnerable and admit how they felt, what mm-hmm. I did that affected them, or whatever they did that affected me. And, you know, they want to continue moving forward and build from this. They don't want to just break off from here. You know? Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's important to, to note, like, when you're communicating, you want to build from this. You want to heal from this. Like, I'm yeah. coming to you in honesty because I I want to build and heal from this together. 100%. I don't want to tell this truth to you 
and let this truth, you know, hurt you, hurt me, and we break off, and then we have to heal separate. Right. That's gonna be that's gonna be a longer process for both of us, and then we're gonna think about each other longer because while we're healing, we're gonna have to think about your healing process. Right. Because you're still healing, and so that energy connection is still connecting us while we're still going through the process. Mm -hmm. Um. Because some people get attached and they don't detach. Most people. So. <laughs> and it's their love of other people. It's it's the people pleasing. It's the niceness. At the end of the day, this is what I consider insecurity. So security is tied to looking within. You dig? This is something that helps me in life. It's helped me along my spiritual journey. I mean, since I was a teenager, you know what I mean? I've done these type of things. I don't attach to what anyone says, good or bad. You dig what I'm saying? I take it with a grain of salt because I have a higher understanding of there is no I. So what a lot of people get into trouble is they put themselves into what someone's saying. You try to see how they're directly saying this to you when 98% of the times they don't know what the fuck they're saying. Right, you right, dig what right, I'm saying? Right, they just saying some shit. Right, people say shit. They have no control over their thoughts in their mouth and they don't understand the connection between the two. So they just be saying shit. You feel me? So we have to take ourselves out of it. So what helps me is I love my triggers. You know, my triggers show me where I need to grow. They show me where I need to heal. I love them. I love being in a situation that's just like, oh, fuck. You dig? And what got me out of that in my 20s is I had to realize... I am listening, trying to see what you're saying is wrong because I'm taking it personally. So I'm waiting for you to trip up. I'm waiting for you to say some dumb shit. I'm listening to for you to be wrong. Right, exactly. So it doesn't matter what you say. And when I started to heal is everything that was coming in. I had to ask myself an honest question. Is what they're saying true first? Mm. And if it what they're saying is true, what does that change about who you are and who and how you see yourself? You dig what I'm saying? And in a third way, if what they're saying is true, how does this affect your life? You about to lose some money. You about to lose the opportunity. Is your woman not gonna love you no more? Is your kids right, not gonna right. call you? Is, is your what does it mean? Jeopardy. Like, and if at the end of all of that, which again, ninety eight percent of the time, it means nothing. I let it go. It wasn't for me. You dig? It was that common say we used to always say when the kids shit. He ain't talking to me. You dig? I say that all the time. Like you, because either you don't know what you're talking about, and again, a broke clock is right twice a day. So sometimes shit comes out of people's mouth that feels like they like you talking about me. <laughs> you dig what I mean? Like, excuse me, you want to run that Bobby again? But they don't know what they saying. You dig? They don't understand what they saying. So the best thing we can do for our security is. One, take yourself out of it. And then two, be secure enough to, to process it. Because nah, yeah. maybe it is true. So now what I would have considered you two thoughts ago, ah, now you helped me because you showed me where I needed to heal. Banks love the robbers because you show us how to upgrade our security. I don't hate the niggas that's trying to break in because y'all going to teach me to get me to the point where no one can fucking break in. So keep, so come on, motherfucker. Like, show me all the shit that I don't know. Right, I will tell you what, I don't know anybody that I've never heard of in the past like year or two, anybody trying to rob a Chase Bank. Yeah. Oh, they can't. And if they do, it's it. internal, and they already know you're doing it. They letting you they run get, up a balance. Somebody stole the key, the lottery key at my job. Damn. Second day of the job. Master Bob, you was thugging. But see, here's my thing. No, you didn't think that out. <laughs> There's no way you thought from plan A to plan Z. Because here's the thing. You get hot. You apply for a job. Your first and last government name, your address. You showed up, take your picture, show your government ID, your social security. Nigga didn't bring his birth certificate and his green card. He was an Hispanic na uh, man named Cruz. Um, what if he had nothing to lose, though? He could It could have been a shitty plan. I mean, he brought him back <laughs> and he lost his job. Worst plan ever. Oh, yeah, you reacted. He brung them back. You saw the opportunity, snatch and grab. You can't do those shit like that at a job. Your second day. That's going to take years of planning to still fail. So you definitely ain't doing it in two days. Life must have been kicking your teeth in that bad. You said, fuck it. We're about to roll like, the dice. I know, I know half of the country's going to check the check, but my man's. <laughs> he, was, he was planning to... To to steal like a I guess a booklet of lot of lot of tickets I mean lottery tickets now that I think about it stealing 
a booklet of all the tickets would be a good hit, especially if they're free. Fuck yes. However, brother, my brethren, <laughs> you stole the lottery keys from we don't like, like jobs only have one set. Yeah. For you this took, reason, so they know took who did the only sets <laughs> on camera. And then thought you was what gonna lead the country. Thought you was gonna come back. <laughs> right. Gonna what come was back the next and get him. Like, <laughs> well, so were you gonna come back and break into our lotto machine, or were you gonna go to a different place and break into their lotto machine? Right. Let me know. Because that's an interesting plan. Instantly, they're gonna notice you, and I'm sure they're already following you. You got that phone call, like bring them back. Like when you left, like, like when you, like when you left, back. like when you left and didn't come back because you were scheduled to come back. Uh, yeah, yeah. And they were. This literally on. sounds like the movie Mastermind. Have you seen that? I have not. Who's in that? Oh my god! Uh, I never Galifianakis from Hangover. So, and this is a true story. They rob, he's an armored truck worker. So he hits the armored truck. It's one of the biggest robberies that ever happened in the country. Oh, you got to watch this fucking movie, bro. And it's a funny movie, but it's based on a true story. But he, this guy basically tricked him into, you know, taking the money and shit. And they got away with it. And it was a girl part that he thought was going to run away with him and shit. And she didn't. So he blew up that whole spot. And they all got, oh, that shit crazy, though. That, it literally sounds like that. And life was just lifing. So niggas go ahead and make a gamble. And I think that's what a lot of people are out here doing every day. And that's what's keeping that perpetuation of bullshit going in your life. That black cloud, that negativity. It's like, eventually you got to break the chain. You got to realize you're the problem. Everything that's happened in your life, you allowed it. The way people talk to you, you accept it. You enable it. You put up with it. The way motherfuckers view you is because what you project. It's the how you value yourself. You dig? So it all starts within. Everything that's happening around us, everything that triggers us, we got to ask, am I wrong in this situation? And then your growth comes from, what am I prepared to do if I am wrong? You feel me? Am I prepared to, prepared to apologize? Am I prepared to come and admit, like, you know what? I was wrong. And I yelled at you. But actually, I was wrong. And those are the moments that even strengthen the bond between me and my kids. Because I'm not afraid to blow up on a nigga. Because I know when I'm wrong, I'm going to admit I was wrong. And that's what allows you to do these things. Absolutely. That's one of my favorite sayings. The man with no fears is free to do all. If we get away from these fears of rejection and fear of consequence and fear of, oh, man, people going to fear I'm full of shit. You dig? And just nah. deal with that shit up front. Man, you can live your life. That's a good point, though. I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, like, as a father, admitting when you're wrong. Um, just because like for parents yeah, it's, it's very vital um, in the relationship when you admit to your children especially when they're at the age they can understand like I'm sorry I'm, I was wrong mm-hmm. I apologize for you know popping you earlier because you didn't do that Yeah, I forgot that you know daddy forgot that he did put this put the cereal down I'm sorry I didn't think you were trying to steal the cereal right simple things like that yeah um, cause you know kids kids appreciate that and, the, and it makes them Trust you more. Um, yeah. And I think that building that uh, relationship with trust with parents and being able to apologize back and forth and being honest is. And it's your security of if you live in your truth. You dig? The thing that we gift the most, especially when times are hard, is what we feel our value is. So if your value is money, when you mess up, you try to buy somebody some shit. If your value is your light or, you know, your hugs, you try to give a nigga a hug. You dig? But if your value is truth, it's getting down to what happened versus who was wrong or getting down to, man, this is the 10th time you done been wrong because now you you turning it negative. You're looking for something to happen and it's going to happen. That's how manifesting works. You're not asking for good or bad shit. You asking for what you asking for. And when you get it, you fucking get it. That, the end. Yeah. <laughs> the end so the reaction to me is the cowardice it's the weakness because to react would mean that you understood what was going on and you just weren't prepared so to keep getting in that situation would mean you never stopped and take the time to realize damn i gotta prepare life is not just going to lay itself out i have to be able to navigate and manage life as i add new things new friends new goals new ideas new fears you dig you're adding shit all the time but are you getting better because at the end of the day, life is going to life. Fear is going to happen. All of these things will never change. We change. We get stronger. We get more insight. 
We get more tools. We get a utility belt. We get allies now. We got a crew. Now now you got a gang. Now you got a village. <laughs> now you got a kingdom yeah. behind you. If somebody, you don't like what they saying, all right, I'm sending my kingdom over there. I'm, I'm done talking. <laughs> you feel right, me? Right, right, so right. now you talking different. You moving different. And it wasn't that your life was changing. It's that you were changing. So the life had to follow suit. Your life is just doing what you tell it to do. So if you don't tell it to do anything, you're at the mercy of a, a random, you just hit a random button and it's like, all right, go to work today. Boom. And you're starting to realize that random button say go to work more than it don't. Ain't so random, is it? It's already rigged. That's why you can't allow other people to make choices because they have their own intentions and goals. So you could just be a pawn in that goal or you could be Not a queen yet. in that goal. It's up to you. But you decide what board game and what table you play on if you play at all. You feel me? That's the beauty of life. So people are giving up that choice and then complaining about what they get stuck with. <laughs> That's why people, she's so sensitive. Nah, yeah. People don't, <laughs> don't understand like a lot of the aspects of the world we really control. Um, and they just relinquish it to other people and they just complain to the other people who have relinquished control. And I'm like, if you take control, yeah. you won't have to complain to the other people who have released control. Exactly. So, um, yeah, that's a very interesting like viewpoint that people take, and it's like yeah. mind boggling. I think they're afraid of the triggers, and oh, that absolutely. trigger is that point for you to now realize I'm blocking my own blessings. This person I created this seemingly beef over over this misunderstanding in a place I shouldn't even have been in. We could have been best friends. This motherfucker was spitting game when I came here. They was talking about Naruto and skateboarding and fucking. Slice some watermelons in the garage, you dig? <laughs> but then they said that one thing at the end, that Muslim thing, and I ain't like that thing, you dig? And I've been um. programmed not to like that thing. So now I have to dismiss this whole complete person and all their glory and all these great things I heard about them because of this one fact that I know to be true. Everyone has to be Christian, and that's the only way you get into heaven. So if you're not a Christian now... Nothing else makes sense. You're excluding this whole group of people. And I've experienced it when I was younger. I dated Christians. It was one of the worst experiences ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not about to put on airs for your parents. I'm not about to be in church lying. You feel me? You're not about to be convincing me hell is Man, real and right. the devil and all this nonsense. I don't want to hear it. I don't fucking hear it. <laughs> you At feel all. me? So At now all. my growth and my step was to walk my path because I didn't have to date Christians. So instead Absolutely. of me being mad at you for what you believe, why am I here? <laughs> why did I choose? Why am I choosing this? Why am I trying to fuck up y'all's party? Because I hate people that fuck up parties. And low key, I'm fucking up y'all's party because all y'all are comfortable with what y'all yeah, doing. Yeah, now okay. I'm coming in here like Tasmanian devil trying to ruin Question y'all's fucking y'all shit. fun. Hey, yeah, I'm coming up in there questioning all of y'all shit. Being an asshole. Yeah. Not because... I want to be an asshole. This is who I am. I'm a person who asks questions. I just want to understand how you guys could come to believe this. Yeah. Why you guys believe this. How you guys formulate sense, logical sense out of these actions in this order. Based off of how I view it and interpret it. Right. That's fucked up. It is. However, <laughs> I chose to put myself in this situation. So yeah. I chose to be fucked up. Now, however, once you come to like a higher state, you can realize, like, damn, I don't need to be... Coming over here, yeah, you know, because that action that actually now contradicts you. It becomes a paradox because the reason you're in here yelling at them is because you feel that they think they're superior because what they believe. How are you not demonstrating the same thing by going in a church talking about your atheist beliefs? You're acting superior because what you believe. You've become them. You've become the thing that you're condemning. Like damn, exactly. That's so really so is. that's security. That's when we become secure with ourselves and we realize 98% of the time, man, we don't even need to be talking or be saying and thinking the things we're thinking, but we do it because we need that stimulation. We need that distraction from thinking the real questions that's in the back of your fucking head, the ones that I turn the table. I put those in the front of my head. I deal with those first. I don't feel like I can have any fun until I've dealt with this healing I need to deal with. I don't think I deserve another relationship until I've accepted how I was wrong in this last one I just got out of. You feel me? And that now comes with life because life, we think, is what we want. And how life really works is we gain different experiences. We put people in our lives and then life sorts all of that shit out through experience, through opportunity. Maybe you had an opportunity to show up for me. Maybe you ignore my call. 
maybe you had the opportunity to be there for me when I when you didn't even everyone didn't even know I was fucked up, but you knew and you just knew how to be there for me. You dig what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Opportunity. So now this starts to show who the people are for us. So we get to such a high point of enlightenment, we start to isolate ourselves. This is why a lot of people are going away from education. Because when you think about the smartest people, you think of like gurus, monks, priests, people who are isolated. Philosophers. Yeah, scientists, doctors, people who are isolated. They don't have a lot of friends. Their friends is their work. Their love life is their work. Their work is their work. <laughs> their rest is their work. Exactly. And then they vacation a little bit. And then they get back to work. That is their life. So to me, now, it's never been about trying to get people to do what we want them to do. It's about accepting for people who they are. I tell people all the time, like, if you're not an artist, don't fall in love with an artist. It ain't going to work out. Y'all two different types of people. And that's okay. Maybe y'all were meant to be friends. Or maybe y'all were meant to be the one that challenges each other. You keep them on point. They keep you on point. Those, those relationships are just as good as the motherfuckers that kiss your ass. You dig what I'm saying? It's how you see your value. So as our value starts to grow and we start to speak more, you know what? I deserve this. I deserve to be talked to with respect. I deserve for motherfuckers to call me as much as I call you. I deserve for people to want to see how they can come through for me versus the phone call being, yo, I need you to come through this way. Right. You dig what I'm saying? I deserve to live my full love and not have to hold back because now I can identify you can't love me as much as I can love you. But damn, you got all these other good qualities, so let's see where it goes. But at the end of the day, I still feel unfulfilled. I still feel like I'm giving more than I'm receiving. And you will always be in balance in that type of situation. You dig? That's why I tell parents with your kids, it's unconditional love. That's the only unconditional love I believe in is between a parent and a child. You have to learn to love your kids just to love them. You can't love them because they're doctors and scientists and married and kids and because they listen to you and because they want to hit you up and be with you. You have to find ways... Man, listen, my kids piss me off all the time. <laughs> Our relationship's so good because I'm honest with them. I do not sugarcoat with them. And when I need my time and I just get home, I need 20 minutes, I tell them that up front. I'll go find them. Like, y'all need 20 minutes. I'm going to be in my space and then I'm going to get with y'all. Because I can't, it's it's the premise. I love that every, we're adopting this now, but it's the, you know what I mean? You got to put your mask on first before you <laughs> assist other passengers. Mm-hmm. If I'm not straight, how y'all going to be straight? And too many times there's men that don't want to be challenged in their house, their household. But that challenge is what's making you stronger. When your kid can come to you and say, yo, dad, this don't make no sense. And you're not already off the fucking edge and you done already lost your mind because you can't believe that they could possibly say something like this to you. when at one point in time, you wanted to be able to say this to your dad. Right. (laughs) You've lost touch with the child in you who was calling out for the nigga you need to become. That's what I had to realize. As a kid, I just kept calling out for these men that, that never showed up. And then I got it. It's like, okay, I have to become that man that I'm asking for. That's my journey. I have to be him. So then one day in the future, which is still bittersweet every time, but one day in the future, I can have a kid come ask and I'm there. And it sucks every time. And when I take them to do things I didn't do as a kid, it's that instant. It's sour and sweet. It sucks. And then it's like, I have to check myself. I check myself about a thousand times a day. I have to check myself. This is for them. This is not for you. Right, right. You're a grown man now. You had your childhood. It's gone. And I had to grow up quicker than most kids. But it's it's gone. And I wish I got to do those things more. But it's gone. You dig? So if it was that important to you, put it into the world. Make sure somebody else can have it. So now you start to become humble. So all of this goes hand-in-hand with security. But when we're arrogant, <laughs> when we're cocky, you did when we're lazy, when we procrastinate, when we make more promises and things we actually delivering on. That's where insecurity starts to grow. Niggas don't wake up and want to be insecure. It's all these other fucked up ways you oh, live yeah, in. Nah. It's creating an insecure mindset. You dig what I'm saying? It's how you treating your girl. So now you think when she sleeps, she with a nigga. Because <laughs> it's how you treating her for real. Right. That's your no, karma. That's literally, <laughs> I tell people all the time, if you think your girl is cheating, bro. You need to evaluate how you are treating your girl. Yeah. If you think your girl is cheating, yeah. you need to evaluate how you are treating her. Because, yeah, some some's uh, being projected by you, my brother. Man, and then you're not even a secure nigga because you can logically process, okay, she probably would cheat because how I'm treating her and you're going to be upset. <laughs> or you can logically calculate how she's cheating. Yeah, and you mad. Even though you can see at the beginning, you perpetuated, you pushed the first domino. Now you bad at how it ends? 
Come on, man. That, that's why niggas like that security. Because they don't have no humility. They don't value themselves. They see themselves as all of these things that they have. And truthfully, that's their that's their truth, you dig? I just said this on Facebook. Like, niggas is going to be screwed when the dollar is worthless. Like, because the dollar is the best part of you. That's the best thing you do is your bank account. So once you lose money, who the fuck are you? Why would people listen to you or pay attention to you? Why would people love you? What do you do that's so different than all these other dickheads who have money in their account? You have no character. You have no communication. You have no humbleness, you dig? You have no boundaries. But you can't you can't change the tire. Yeah. You don't know how to guard it. You can't build a fire. You can't cook. So now you're going to have to depend on women again, which is going to give them the power that they had back then. But then men created this big world to where we didn't need women. And then now we're mad that they're trying to create a world to where they don't need us. Everything is a perpetual state of back and forth. It's pong. It's never a one side you hitting the ball and it's just coming back. There's someone over there hitting the ball back over. So the best thing we can do is astral project. We have to step outside of ourselves and be in the audience and watch the game go back and forth and still be Absolutely. a third party Absolutely. and be aware of how that game is going back and forth and why this person's winning and why this person's seemingly losing and why I'm not even at the table playing the game and what I'm going to do if I do get at the table. That was my childhood. That's, I talked a lot about that in my first book, like, I couldn't go into a bank and not think like, damn, what if I was robbing this bitch? All right, I would come in, I would look, I would do, I would tie her ass up first, and I'm going for the ball, and I'm, I got ten minutes to get out. You dig? Like I'm gonna play out the whole scenario because now what I understand is that's real. That vision, that dream, that you know, that's real. This is a lot of what Freud speaks about. He says dreams is nothing more than a realm of no consequence. It's a place where you can do anything. Well, not only you that, you can kill, steal, violate. You can do anything. Not that only you that, do. but not only that, we also live. I'm not sure if you believe in it, but we mm. live in a, <clears throat> we live in a, infinite dimensions, infinite dimensions. So, Absolutely. So this 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 universe that is infinitely expanding, there is infinite parallel dimension of this universe. So everything. That you think of, that you have thought of doing, there is a version of you somewhere in a different plane of existence doing that exact thing. Absolutely. And they're thinking about what you're doing right now. So while we're doing this, there's a motherfucker dreaming about, oh shit. What if I did that? There's another fucker. We should start a podcast and this is the branch where we're now doing this. So, yes. um, That's what I say. Every time you, and, and, and it's, you know, and it is for every decision. A hundred percent, bro. Every decision. hundred percent. Because when you decide to not tie your shoes or tie your shoes, that changes whether or not it rains that day. Because for some reason, the barometric pressure was different that day. And then because it was raining, you took a taxi to work. And when you took that taxi, someone else got in at the backseat at the same time. And now you've met the person you're marrying. But if you tied your shoes... It didn't rain. Yeah. You walked to work. Cruised. You were late. You got fired. But you bought a lottery ticket. You won it. 50000 a year for the rest of your life. Infinite. Man, so... And that's just one example. And yeah. so um, I love... I love um, the idea that, you know, there's... There's so many other versions of us in our in our existence, um, and not to compare, but to imagine what yeah. they have going on because they gain perspective at least. They've, they've made so many different decisions and to um, in the past and to be in the present right now and to understand what decisions can we make to further ourselves. A hundred percent. Um, with that imagination, because when you use that imagination, that sparks reality. Yeah. Um. So yeah. But it's hard for some people to separate those realities. That's also a part of being present. Is not being stuck in the fantasy of what coulda, woulda, coulda, shoulda. You dig? Because yeah, that's exactly. just perspective. That just helps you better make your choices. And these things are funny to me because it it starts to explain more to me like the laws of attraction and how like a lot of nerds came together. Like, my first introduction into gaming was RPGs. Like, 
And I went hard on the RPGs, you yeah. dig? And it's everything can be interactable or you're talking yeah. to this person. And this is how I knew the gaming was so complex, but it was so limited to our possibility because I'm coming over here talking to the shop owner now. And it's only this selection of my responses and it's three responses. And in this realm, <laughs> I have an infinite amount of... I can smack you. I can say no, fuck dude, you. I can be friendly. I can, I can not say nothing. I can be stealing in here. I can be bringing you something. I have an infinite amount of... And like you now. said, that's with every choice. That's with now me leaving and it's a homeless person. Now I got a bar right. <laughs> with an infinite amount. <laughs> and and the nerd in me is going to scroll through to I find the perfect response. <laughs> I'm gonna keep scrolling, fucking. scrolling, scrolling. <laughs> yep, this one I'm saying is nigga. You run into the ice cream man, you like, oh, I know what. I remember the third response. I know what the I'm gonna say. <laughs> I know what I'm gonna say. And that's how we get smarter. We start to have that quick search. Now we can see these responses and we have the favorite. We have, okay, I used this in this situation last time and she threw a drink in my face. Let's put that one at the bottom. All right, let's see right, right. what other responses. <laughs> And that's how we get better for that relationship we're in. A lot of people are trying to change who their relationship is, but they are a bunch of choices that they made in the past. So you can only focus on moving forward. We can address, see, this is where now men, we want that reciprocation. Now that we are talking about our feelings, it's not always because we want y'all to do something about it. Sometimes we just want y'all to address how we're feeling. Absolutely. You dig what I'm saying? And... When you can say it back to me, I get you understand. That's a, you know, a exercise I do in therapy all the time with, with my clients. You know what I mean? They speak to each other and you have to iterate what you heard them say. Okay, so what I heard you say is you don't like it when my mom comes over and tries to tell you how to be a man and raise the kids and clean your house. And, and you feel, you know what I mean? emasculated you feel like a little boy you feel like you don't have any control in your own house and you get that outside the house you get respect from these people like so it's hard way. coming home to your place of peace and refuge and you don't get the respect that you demand outside of your home inside of your home you dig and they'll put that in their own words but he needs to hear like that you hear me you understand me don't try to save me. We're not asking for that. We want to be understood. I want to, because if I'm understood now, now when I come home, I can put the gun holster down, can put the sword and the axe and shit. I can take all of that off. But if I get challenged enough in my own home, I'm going to be in bed with that shit on. Nah, yeah. And it's like you said about reiterating. Um, I think a big um, part of communication, um, or not a big part, but just another part of it communication that is important is when someone's communicating how they feel or how something you did affected them reiterating i understood what you not just saying i understood what you said but saying so this is what you said to under to just so to clarify i understand what we what you said this is how it made you feel that is a good point of communication because not only does that eliminate the oh he's just saying I understand to BS me to get me to shut up mm -hmm. but if I say this is what you said I'm saying what you said exactly so you said it and I've said it so we've both said what you said this is how and then we both said how you feel so now we both know what it is because it's came out of our mouths this is the truth for both of us yeah now, We're making it real by speaking it. And now that but that that's but that but that solidifies the, the statement in both of us. So now we can react and, and move forward in both of us and that keeps us connected. Um a hundred percent. Um because when you say it and I say I understand, but when you say it and then I say it, we're both affirming the statements. Yeah. We're affirming the feelings. Whether they're positive or negative, you know, saying I appreciate you for um for cooking last night. Thank you for appreciating me cooking last night. I, I I had a great time. The food was good. Mm -hmm. That right there, we both have affirmed the statement. So now it is a a growth for us. Hey, when you when you um I when we were walking out the store, I noticed you didn't hold the door. It almost hit me in the face. That made me feel like you didn't see me. 
Mm-hmm. Your shorty said that. So when we were leaving the store, I left the I I I didn't open the door for you and almost hit you. I do apologize. I didn't make you want to feel unseen. Mm-hmm. You felt unseen, and I I don't want you to ever feel like that. Now we can move forward, and I can I can. Hopefully, you can explain why you didn't open the door for your because <laughs> that's crazy. That's wild. That's yeah. wild to me. Hey, yeah. can't do that. That's something you shouldn't even be doing in a relationship. Right. But, hey. No, 100%, which is times when you might. And then that's why it's like, oh, man, you know, such and such has happened. That was on my mind. So now they can understand you back in return. And a lot of this comes from assumptions. That's why we have to clear any assumption or expectation we come in a relationship because all of the game and the point is now turning the tables. A lot of women that I've experienced, even in therapy, friends, sisters, people I've dated, a lot of people would assume that the woman who had the dad in the home that actually has a relationship with her dad would be able to communicate. But I've noticed it's more so a woman who haven't, hasn't had that foundation. You dig what I'm saying? It's always going to be a struggle learning to communicate with people in general. But it's easier for them to have authority, you dig what I'm saying, and listen and actually communicate. And I've experienced a lot of times when you deal with people who have a a close relationship to their mother or father, they're hearing their voice in their head and not yours. So y'all not really communicating. You dig what I'm saying? That's usually when they're trying to cut you off or it's like, oh, they're trying to say something other than what they heard you say. You dig? Or you're like, all right, this is how we're going to pay the bills. Well, how my dad used to do it. Shit like that. That's that's a, a gap in communication. You dig what I'm saying? That's where I say now men want that reciprocation too. We want to know we're being heard and seen. Yeah. And you're not trying to live out your father or mother or grandparents' relationship. What is our relationship? I need to know you hear me and my voice. Because at the end of the day, for men, a lot of it's survival. Nah, this is what I tell the kids. We have to communicate because we in public and some shit go down. Uh, I need you to listen. It, it can't be optional. Right, absolutely. We need to be on the same page. I love that shit when I see in movies when they're in like a sticky situation and the kids is just on point. You feel me? They just, they listening. They know when to be silent. They know when to get low. They know when, all right, we need to get the fuck out of right, here. Right, all of that. <laughs> you know, that but that shit is important. Like, 100%. You know, that, that. Synchronicity, yeah, there that is. shit is important, bro. There like especially is. in situations like that, for our people, mm-hmm. you know, we have to be able to say, "All right, they coming. We need to, we need to huddle up and get together and be line up four by or one in a diamond diamond formation, whatever mm-hmm. formation we got, <laughs> right? Because we need to be on go. If something pop off, we need to be able to. All right, like I said, it's seven of us, so we have a plan. Who's grabbing who? Who's carrying who? Because some of the kids can't run as fast. Right. We have to compensate and work as a family. Mm-hmm. Okay. You only you're only thirty pounds. You going with dad. Right. You forty five. You coming with me. You fifteen. You going with mom. Mm-hmm. You you ten. You on foot. You have to stay in the formation though. You're you're in the front. And you have to run the fastest. But we have, we're holding the children. Exactly. So you are also the first line of defense mm-hmm. because we hold in children. So 10 year old has to understand that at 10, but you also understand you're responsible enough for, for this. You, you're trained for this. We've prepared you for this. 100%. So, um, but that is, that's, that's a huge reward. It's a huge reward because even independently, everyone is getting courage and they're getting confidence in the next battle they face. But to me, that is your ultimate trigger to know if you're in a happy, healthy marriage or not. If your wife, if your husband can get into formation or if they trying to go against the grain, you feel me? And if you've ever been in war, like that's what gets niggas killed. When you Man. don't go with the plan, you have to follow the plan to the T. And then the plan can be adopted and changed as the plan is going. But our first preparation is making sure we can even handle the plan, making sure we can do the steps. Yes. And accepting that because maybe you can't. And then that communication, that's the biggest one is telling that person, yo, I don't think I can fit in your formation. And allowing them to now decide what they do with that. And a lot of times it's it's manipulation when you don't tell somebody your intentions and how you feeling. And I think a big thing, like you said, getting in the formation or trying to change the plan is if you want a different plan, you need to address it before it the, the battle starts. 
Because if you, 100%. if we're planning, if we're planning this whole time, and you're, and you're agreeing to the plan, and you have a, you have secondary thoughts to the plan, and you don't say anything until after we we say we're gonna put this plan in action. Everyone has their roles. Everyone knows what they're doing. Ready, break, let's go. If you after we say go and everyone's doing their their role and everyone's doing their job, you start trying to change the plan or you start doing your own plan that you never mentioned. Mm-hmm. This is when this is when you have failed to submit or you failed to be part of the team. You have broken out of the unity. So that's that's major key like communicating beforehand. Actually, I think we should do it 